Welcome to Bill and Joan Reviewer Podcast, Episode 73, Rotor Talk Live, Femi X8 SE 2020, Xeno 2 Updates, and Sunset Shooting Tips. Got that coming up next. The other night, I hosted Rotor Talk Live and was joined by Marcus Crawford and Ron Braun. We discussed the latest drone news, the Femi X8 SE 2020 updates, Marcus's recent success with the Xeno 2 and why, and Ron shared some tips about shooting sunsets. So without any further ado, let's roll that broadcast in its entirety. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 3, Episode 39, Femi X8SE 2020, Xeno 2 updates and sunset tips from the Jedi Master himself, Mr. Ron Braun. Marcus is here. How are you this evening, Marcus? Doing quite well, Bill. Doing just fine. Uh, just got in from a, from an evening walk, uh, but it may not have been advisable because the, the smoke is so thick out there you can cut it with a knife. Well, you know, that's something that I wanted to kind of start out with. We're going to um, we're going to get to that here in a second. I got to get uh, I get myself together here. All right. All right. Um, you know, one, but but the very first thing that I wanted to share was three years ago today was a uh, we had an event happen in the family, and I'm trying to get this to come up here. Yeah, I got it now. Um, three years ago today, I was up in Ohio, and it was one of the one of those top ten moments of your life. My daughter got married three years ago today. And I want to congratulate her and my son-in-law, who my son-in-law faithfully watches the channel because he is hoping and praying that my daughter will bless him with a drone for Christmas this year. Um, he's a real, he's keenly interested, very, very much astute, um, very much, he, he, he is very knowledgeable about them. And um, of course, I'm trying to flip to another picture here there that's probably my favorite picture ever with my daughter uh, walking her down the, the aisle it was outside and then of course there's another picture here that one too you know ha having 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 ha having my granddaughter on top of all this is just is just an incredible blessing so i want to start out by wishing them a very happy anniversary now you know we're going to get right away to news and you know one of the things right now and marcus and i were kind of kind of talking about this ahead of time is the hurricane situation and i'd be remiss number one not not to not to talk about it so we're going to spend a few minutes on this now uh, according to the latest from the National Weather Service Hurricane Center. Um, it's due to impact the Mobile, Alabama area anytime between uh, 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And it is right now, it is still a category two hurricane. Um, and it's moving very slowly, which is not a good thing uh, because that means it's gonna be a prolonged period of rain, uh, which they're talking anywhere, they're 20 to 30 inches of rain. And they are forecasting seven to 10 feet of water coming through the beaches around Mobile, Alabama. So please, if you are in the area right there, please heed what your local government is advising you to do. Do not be a hero. Do not be a cowboy. Get out of there if you can get out of there. 
If you need to shelter in place, please do so safely and responsibly. Um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with all of you. And on top of that, you know, it, it's like is is if 2020 isn't bad enough, okay, um, take a look up here. There are four other tropical systems already in the South Atlantic that you can see that are outlined here. Vicky is one. Teddy is another. Paulette is another. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just, unfortunately, when you move down to Florida, you get familiar with the National Hurricane Center in a hurry and you, you, you be prepared. And that's one of the things that we are, we are prepared. Um, you know, we always have extra water on hand. Um, I have enough batteries to probably light supply batteries for a third world country. Uh, you know, uh, flashlights, um, I, I have, have an emergency locator beacon, uh, you know, you, you get prepared when you move down here and we have storm shutters that need to go up when it's time to do that. So, again, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in the path of Sally. Please heed what your local government and officials are doing and telling you to do. Um, I think it's I think it's you know, I, I think it's paramount. And I think most people will will pay heed to that. All right. Let's talk about talk about some drone related things now. And, you know, I, I know, you know, Marcus and Ron's going to join us here in a little bit, by the way. I know Marcus, Ron and myself all have Apple products. And, you know, uh, Ron and Marcus, I know, um, have both the uh, both the, the, the iPhone and the Apple watches. And I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure. And Ron, Ron, ha Ron has a MacBook. Um, so, you know. And, and, and I have an iPad Mini 4, so we're all familiar with that. Well, you know, there was a little little event today. Apple Apple had an event. Now, they didn't feature the new iPhone. And, uh, you know, the first thing that I did was find out when they're going to be having that. They're talking. It's going to be October 13th, 14th-ish kind of a time frame, so stay tuned for that. But I want to go ahead and pull this article up. And the reason I want to spend some time talking about this is, you know, like myself, I know both Ron and Marcus, they use their iPhones, um, you know, for flying their drones. Um, you know, I use my iPad as well for that. So, you know, that's why I want to spend a few minutes on this, because I think I think it's important enough that we find out, you know, what's going on with this, you know, what's app, what Apple's introducing and how it can impact us as drone flyers in the drone community. Now, they did launch a, a new Apple Watch 6 and an SE Watch, which is which is a, a basically a rundown version of that. And, and you know, and you're free to check that out. But I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, there's a new um, Apple One, and, that's a, and there's an iPad Air launch on there. And then I'm not going to go ahead and go through the video, but there's some new specs on that. Uh, Apple iPad 8th generation and app, uh, iPad Air. Um, it's a new A12 Bionic processor, um, and it's a 10.9 inch liquid retina display, uh, with long weighted updates like touch ID via the power button. It's a new five nanometer A14 Bionic chip with six cores and a four core GPU. It'll ship October starting at $599. Um, and it's going to have a new, new iPad, uh, operating system here. Um, and you know, the iPad 2020 is starting out at 329. The iPad Air is starting out at 2020. What do you think about, about this, Marcus? Well, so, uh, as far as the Iowa, the, the Apple Watch, it was very incremental. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll do, uh, Blood Ox now. 
which is kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I got this other little device here that cost about, I don't know, you can get them on Banggood for about 15 bucks that'll do the, the same thing. It's still handy to have it right on your watch. And, and then, of course, it'll, it will combine those to give you a good uh, picture of your health. And more and more, you know, we use it for, for health tracking, for, uh, for exercise and so forth. And so that's important. The other thing that was interesting to me is that they're going to they're gonna have a native app for sleep tracking now, which, uh, you know, I've used for some time. There's aftermarket apps. So it's, it's kind of handy to track that stuff, and, and, and it helps. Uh, the, the iPads were more significant uh, that they, get, they got some upgrades. Uh, but, it, you know, then, then they're – one of the things that people miss about Apple is that a lot of their revenue now is service revenue from their services. And then bundling that package together, I think, is going to give them a lot of power in the marketplace. Uh, a lot of power. So well, uh, yeah, you're definitely right about those service packages because you know there's such a thin margin of profit on on you know on their hardware and and you know selling these packages and having them renewable annual you know that's incredible. Also you know the data plans that they have because I have a I have a data plan to backup data from my iPad. I mean you know it's it's minuscule to me. I pay I pay like three ninety nine a month. But, you know, and to me, that's, you know, that's negligible. That's something I can easily afford, you know, but you multiply that out times how many millions of people and you can see why they're one of the largest companies in the world. And they're smart. I mean, they are really smart with this, Marcus. They really are. And they're, and they're top package that gives you music, news, uh, the, the Apple TV, and I can't remember what all else, their new exercise thing that they've, that they that they've come out with uh, is like their top of the line package is twenty nine ninety five a month. Well, that's that's pretty reasonable. Oh yeah, I mean that kind of a price. Yeah, anybody anybody can afford things like that. Um, before I forget, Ray Kelly, excellent friend of the channel, who won won the polo shirt in in, in my in my raffle. Well, you know it's like. God, God bless you, Ray. Uh, I'm going to call you out right now. Ray um, sent me, he's part of, it's called America's Finest Foundation Supporting Cops and Kids. Um, I want to show, let's see if I can, we can get a close-up of this. He sent me this hat this week. And Ray, you know, literally my hat's off to you for this and for this excellent organization that, um, that you're a part of and for all that you do. Um, and Ray, you know, I also have to call out as well to you um, thank you for your service as one of New York's finest. We're, we owe you a debt of gratitude we can never pay. So I want to thank you about that. I also want to thank you for sharing a very personal story about 9-11 and, you know, the impact and, 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 and your son that day. That, that was just absolutely positively incredible. So, Ray, hats off to you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. I love each one of you out here. But I want to give a special shout out to Ray because this is something that's special and it's going nowhere. Okay. This is going to be in my collection here. So, Ray, again, thank you so much for that. All right. Wanted to get that. Um, you know, the, the other thing, one of the other things, and this has kind of gone under the wire. And, and, I, and I, talk, I was telling Marcus a little bit about this before we started, is there's some issues going on with DJI right now. And 
you know, it, it's like, you know how you find out things by accident? This is one of the things I found out totally by accident today, okay? And I was on Twitter, like I always am, you know, and I'm going through things and, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I find this and I'm like, okay, I think this is probably kind of newsworthy here. So we're going to, we're going to spend a couple of minutes on this. Now, um, you know, I'm, as I've told all of you, the best method to get a hold of DJI is through DJI support on Twitter. They're very responsive, especially if you send them a, you know, send, just send them a message flat out. And, and obviously, like I've said before, guys, you know, if, if you, if you use your language and choose your words carefully and be articulate with them and don't go over the top with four letter words, you know, you'll get a positive response. Okay. Now, what the issue is, is this is, okay. Um, the guy says, I'm an owner of a Mavic 2 Pro. Since the update on Android 11, I can't use my drone anymore. Could I get my money back for the time I can't fly my drone? Draw, I paid for it. Are you joking, DJI? What have you done the last months during the Android 11 beta? Okay. Now, DJI's response, sorry for the inconvenience caused. The issue you reported is caused by the fact that the current DJI Go 4 app is not compatible with the newly launched official version of Android 11, which was released on September 9th. DJI, like other third-party software providers, is working hard to release an app version that is compatible with Android 11 as soon as possible to minimize impact on your daily use. DJI Go 4 is expected to have a version released on September 18th to support Android 11. Marcus, I had no idea, okay, about this. This is just something, it snuck in under the radar for me. And I'll tell you why, okay? Because if I'm flying my Mavic 2 now, guess what I fly it with, okay? I'm not using your money using my, you know, I'm not using my controller. Sure. I'm using my smart controller. Okay. And that's, you know, that's independent. I mean, it's still Android, but it's still independent of that. And there's no issues with that. So, you know, it's just like this one just like went right here. I didn't even know. And it also affects the current Ronin gimbal as well, too. You know, a lot of that was the gimbal issue, huh? That they, yeah, that's what they uh, were saying. That's what they were saying. That, that if, if, now, I'm not sure if it's the one that's going to be released, but they somebody mentioned the, uh, about the current one. So I'm not sure if this is playing into the issue regarding why the – and I know you guys talked a little bit about this last night, um, you know, why the, the, why the new Ronin gimbal hasn't been released yet, and I'm thinking it's because of this. I think it's this incompatibility with Android 11. I think that's the issue. Could very well be. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it only makes sense. I mean, this kind of kind of ties that in together. And I wanted to make all of you aware of this, number one. And number two, that there is a date. I mean, DJI has given us a date. And today's the 15th. So that's three days from now. I think that's 18. Yeah, the 18th is on Friday. So with it coming out on Friday, we're going we're gonna to be good as far, as far as that's concerned. So that's a big relief for everybody. I, I know for me it is. Because, you know, if for some reason I want to go out and use my phone when I'm flying my Mavic 2, you know, or my Phantom 4 Pro, you know, I'll be able to do that. Now, you know, more often than not, like if I fly my Phantom 4 Pro, nine times out of 10, I'm going to be using a smart app. But if if I don't, I'm going to be using my iPad, which has, you know, I, I'm not dependent on it because it's iOS. And that's always, I think it's always nice. I think, Marcus, I think one of the things for me. And one of the things I can suggest when you start to get into this hobby is you should have 
some kind of Apple product to use as a display device, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad. What do you think? Would you agree well, with me? I would certainly agree for DJI. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, you know, there are, there are some drones that they say they fly better on Android. So, uh, but for certainly DJI seems to be, we, like I said, we talked about that a little bit uh, last night on Drone Nation. And, you know, you remember, Bill, a couple of years ago, there was a ton of rumors that, that Apple was uh, interested in, in buying DJI. And, and who knows how valid they were or not. Uh, but it, it it might if if it had happened, it might have saved us a lot of the grief we're going through now, yeah. with regard to security issues and things like that. That's causing DJI uh, so many issues right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you think about it, and you know, and, and I'll I'll take a side note, and and this is not a political comment commentary, but um, you know, the president had talked about TikTok and about it being a Chinese-owned company, okay? And he wanted to see if a U.S. company will buy it. Well, it looks like Microsoft was out of the bidding, but it looks like Oracle is going to buy it. And it's going to bring about 20,000 jobs to the United States because they want it based in the United States. So, you know, translate that to Apple buying DJI. You know, that would be incredible. I would still, I'm still like, you know, I'm still like encouraging Tim Cook in my weekly call with him to 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 to, do, to think about it because I think it would make a big difference. I'm just, I love that you know I just I just absolutely love this communications that we have with with all all these world leaders here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just absolutely hilarious. Well, we're gonna move on here. Um, hey, hey, Bill, can I stop for one second? Go for it. Go for it. We've we've forgotten. There's somebody in the chat here that we need to congratulate. And, and that's Michael Wright. He won that uh, Mavic 2 Pro at, uh, at spin-up on Saturday. So uh, congratulations, Michael. I know we talked about that a little bit last night, but uh, I just think that's awesome. Michael, Marcus, thank you for and, – and well, first of all, we need, we need to congratulate Marcus because he won a Yeti Tumblr at spin-up, okay? You know, it, it's like, you know, all these names get read off, and I'm like, who's that? And who's that? And who's that? You know, it's like, it's like, well, you know, then I realized Kelly has 160,000 subscribers. So yeah, there's probably a lot of people we didn't hear, but you know, when I heard Michael's name, I was so happy. I was happy. First of all, I was very happy for you, Michael. Second of all, I'm like, you know, it's somebody that I really know and I interact with. And I think that's double cool. So, you know, our, our heartiest congratulations with that anxious to see some video from you with that. I know you'll have a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's just been been stellar. I mean, I, I can't say enough about, enough about that. Um, Femi, <laughs> I really, I was telling Marcus before we started tonight, today was the first day that I haven't had rain here in at least a week, okay? I mean, like an all, it's been like an all day rain, almost, you know, steady. And a lot of it is because when these tropical storms move through the Gulf, it stirs stuff up and it hits us. And we're, like I said, we're about six miles from the coast. So, you know, we'll get the impact down here. So yeah, it's been, it's been like that. Our grass, it's like, we're getting our grass cut once a week. I mean, it needs it because we're getting so much rain right now. And previously we hadn't been getting rain. So, I mean, 
you take the good with the bad. Well, today was the first day I could have flown, but I worked today. So that kind of didn't equate. And now, you know, sundown is right, you know, a little bit before eight each night. And tonight wasn't going to be a possibility because I had to prep for the show tonight. So, so frustrating. Anyway, what I wanted to do was, and I want to set up this clip and I want, want Marcus to, to um, share some of his stuff recently because um, because of his experience with, with the FEMI X8SE. Um, you know, a lot of what we what we talk about with this drone, all right, um, you know, we talk a lot about the horizon tilt, and there's no horizon tilt in this, but I want you to focus for a second here. Um, you know, this was, this was during sundown when this clip happened, and I'm going to go ahead and, and set that up. Now, you know, you know I, I, I took a little bit of a different pattern here with this flight, um, well, no, really it, it's the same. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another clip, but I took, uh, you know, I, I took the same pattern, but it's recognizes that it's, it's sundown and, you know, my house faces West. So whenever I take off, I fly due West. So, um, that's going to go ahead and set this clip up here. Let me get it up on the screen. I'm going to go ahead and start playing it here. That thing's always in the way, isn't it, Bill? It is. It, it is. It's a pain in the butt. Now, you know, one of the things I want you to notice here, you know, is how dark it is. Now, realize, you know, you can tell where the, where the sun is in, in this position. And now the settings, it's set at 4K30. I have it set on high video quality, and it's on HDR. So just to let you guys know that. Now, I want you to see something here. And, you know, what I do is, you know, I, I do a 180 and I come back. Now, you can see as you get up to the shoreline here, you can see some of the detail become very apparent. And you can see how, how clear it is. Now, we're going to flip around here. And you can see the difference, okay? Okay. You know, a lot of this is is because uh, of the ambient light out here. You know, and I know the Jedi Master, who's going to join us shortly, could probably oh probably best be able to 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 talk about this here. But you know, <coughs> the the detail on this I think is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, and the thing that I want to stress, and I try to stress this to a lot when I, I interact with people from the FEMI group, by the way, which is a great group. And if you have a FEMI X8 SE 2020 and you haven't joined it, please do so because there's a lot of really good discussion in this group, okay? The, the, the detail here to me, I think, is just outstanding. I, I could not be more pleased with that, okay? And, and realize, you know, when it, it, it's, you can tinker with the settings. I could have gone into post. I could have done some things you know, with adjusting adjusting the, the 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 brightness and the color and everything, but I didn't. I, I wanted to be realistic, and I wanted to show you guys. Actually, this was in in my first flight video of the new Femi X8 SE 2020. I wanted to give you the whole screen. I didn't want to have the have the um you know the app w up there with it too. I wanted you to see this as it is naturally. You know, 
for what you get, and I know Marcus and I and Ron have talked about this, okay, for that price point right now. And I know, you know, Femi's having 50 bucks off or, you know, Bengals having 50 bucks off, which brings that under the $400 price point right now. I mean, it's kind of a steal. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree, Marcus? Yeah, so you can get it for three seventy nine from the U.S. warehouse right now. Up until just a couple of days ago, it was three fifty nine. I think even yesterday, it they just mm-hmm. they just put that last discount, and you were able to pick it up for three fifty nine, which really is a steal. Now let's put that into context. Of I'm looking at this picture right now, and I see a little tilted horizon, uh, and 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 of course, some of us have had issues with. Uh, uh, I'm having issues with white balance on mine. I flew it uh, yesterday and had better success. I used, I don't know if this is it, Bill, but I used the H264 codec instead of the H265. I I don't know. It also was a really hazy day because of the smoke. So there wasn't a lot of differences in, in the light, but it looked, the video looked a lot better than I've seen in a long time. Uh, off of that drone, but I'm still having horizon tilt issues. The other thing that's going on with mine, and and honestly, most people probably wouldn't even notice this, but I do because I synchronize my screen recorder and whatever camera I'm using for narration and takeoffs and landings and the drone in the air, I synchronize all three of those videos. And what's happening with the video that's coming off the SD card on the Femi is it gradually falls behind as it goes through the timeline. And, and I'm anybody out there, if you know a solution to that, what could be causing that? I have, I have, I've run into that issue on toy drones before on those very little cheap toy drones. I've never seen it on a drone of this caliber, uh, so, but to, to make the point that you were making, Bill, even with all of that, for $359 or $379, it's a very capable product that will take reasonable video. The, the, the highlights to me of the Femi are the flight controls. It really flies nice. It's, it's, it's not what we are used to with DJI, but it's, but it's close. It's, it's right there. It's a really nice flying product, straight and true, uh, handles real well, very precise. Uh, and it's also what I would call a feature-rich drone, too. They, they include a lot of uh, features in the product uh, that uh, yet yeah, answer Lauren's question, same frame rate they are. Lauren, I always shoot in, in 30 uh, frames per second. And what's that? The reality is 29.9, whatever it is. So, yeah, on all of them, Lauren. So I really don't know why that happens. Uh, but any case, uh, it, it, it is, if, if, if somebody, listen, if, if somebody walked up to me tomorrow and said, I'm going to buy my first drone, what should I buy? I'd tell them the Mavic Air 2 if you got 800 bucks. But, but if all you have is 400 bucks, I'd probably tell them the Mavic Mini, but if they're if they're going to fly in in windy conditions, if they know they're going to be flying in windy conditions, and they absolutely want 4K for whatever reason or so forth, the Femi is absolutely a good alternative. Uh, I could not agree more. 
And see, for me, you know, and, and it's not a secret, and I talked about it, you know, my, my Mavic Mini ha has been, you know, has departed, has, has like Elvis has left the building, my Mavic Mini has left the building. And there was a reason for that, okay? Number one, I haven't been using it, okay? And number two, and this is more important, you know, every time I would go up, you know, one of the things that you're faced with when, I mean, you're 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 privy to a lot of great videography and 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 photography down here in Florida with you know with with the sun out. I mean, it really lends itself to a lot of different creative shots. But one of the things with the heat and the humidity and everything, and if you understand where physically where wind comes from, the definition of wind is the uneven heating of the Earth's um, surface. Okay. And here's Mr. Ron Braun. How are well, you? Gentlemen, sorry I'm late tonight. I just got back. I was uh, fl out flying to Skydio tonight. Well, you know, you were doing due diligence, so there is absolutely no no problem with that. Okay. Um, uh, and look, and see, look, I'm not putting you on. Look what's right, right right here. There he is. There he is with the Skydio tonight. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be privy to some great footage from that probably in a day or two. I am sure. <laughs> um, you know. But but continue continuing about the Mavic Mini for me down here with the wind I, I would take it up and invariably every single flight with the Mavic Mini for a period of a couple of months I would get a high wind warning okay and it's like you know I could take up any other drone that I have and I mean literally any other drone including the Femi you know and not have to worry about that like it wouldn't be an issue but for the Mini it is an issue and. You know, and, and I also got to thinking about, you know, and I know, Marcus, you said, you know, your time, you know, where you almost didn't get it back, you know, use your error. You know, I, I, won't, I won't say use your error, but you know what, you know, with that, you know, even, even knowing as conscious as you are, okay, with, with that and Ron and myself, you know, I can't, I don't want to take a chance. I don't want because, you know, it's like every time I was taking it up, I was getting that warning and it's just and it's frustrating, and annoying, you know, and you ignore it and then it comes back a second time and then it comes back a third time and it's just like you better not ignore it. You better bring it back. OK, because, you know, you'll you know, and Marcus did a great thing in that video. I mean, he got the presence of mind to be able to find a spot and land it because it wasn't going to come all the way back. So, you know, our hats off to Marcus. That may have been Marcus's greatest moment. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. That should that should get over a hundred thousand views, Ron. Don't you think? That, that right, was right. That emer at emergency landing at a remote site. Marcus was cool, calm, and collected. He absolutely. was definitely the the pilot in command up there. Remote pilot in command, like none other. Okay, none other. He's no, pilot. He What's the name of the of the airplane captain in New York that landed the 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 airliner in the, in the Hudson River? Sully. All the people. Sully, Captain Sully. Sully. Mark is like, yeah. is like the Sully of our uh, world here. Here's the problem. It was the pilot, though, that screwed up in the first place, <laughs> flying it with the wind out and then against the wind on the way back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to well, say. Well, I, you put yourself in a pickle, but you got yourself out. I did, yeah. And, yeah. and to Bill's point, I want to um, – yeah, Bill, this is – Good here. Before we leave this, uh, to Bill's point, uh, the mini, you know, I mean, it, it flies the same in the wind as it always did, but they did a firmware update around, I think, the end of April. 
that added some good feature to another, but also put that constant wind warning in. And it kind of ruined the uh, the little mini for many people because, um, like Bill was saying, that wedding warning, it just, you, you, you knock it away. It comes right back, comes right back. And for a while, it used to even vibrate my phone, like what every time the wedding warning came up. And it really kind of ruined the experience a little bit. But I've learned a couple of tricks, Bill. Keep it low. If you keep it under about 75 feet, you won't see that wind warning pop up quite as much. That's a good tip, Ron. And thank you for passing that on to everybody. Because I know I know that that's something that I get. I see a lot out there in the Mavic Mini Group. You know, people are, you know, th that's a good tip for people to know, to be able to do something like that. Now, we're going to, you know, Marcus has, you know, it, it, as I've said before with the Xeno 2, okay, you know, it's been a tale of two drones for Ron and for Marcus, okay? They've had completely different experiences with this. Ron had really has not experienced anything that Marcus has had and vice versa, okay? Except for the lens flare issue. That's Except for that personal. lens flare issue, it's been, it, it could be, it's like night and day for them, okay? Now, recently, Marcus put out, out a great video about the Xeno 2, and you had some success with it. Marcus, can you elaborate on this for us? Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm always comparing the Xeno 2 with the Femi X8SE because they're very similar uh, price points and and they, they're just kind of natural comparison, uh, natural competitors, so it's a natural comparison. And I've, I've had, I started having issues with the, uh, well, a number of issues with the Xeno, you know, unstable in low flight, which, you know, you can work with that. Uh, but the the, the uh, straw that broke the camel's back was I, I started losing uh, FPV with it. Uh, and so I replaced the ribbon cable. A lot of people have had that issue, so they replaced that uh, ribbon cable. Uh, and I did that, but I still had the issue. What I the, the final solution was putting a, uh, a SanDisk Extreme Pro 90, 90 megabit write speed card in it, which which was weird because it flew fine with a Samsung card in there at first, but then all of a sudden that card wasn't fast enough. Anyway, that solved that problem. And when I was out with the Femi, I had all kinds of problems with the Femi the other day. But, but the Xeno 2 flew just fine. And the other thing that was interesting about that, Bill, was I had connection issues. For the first time with the, with the Femi, I had some connection issues, flew the same route with the Xeno 2, and it had no problem at all. So uh, anyway, it was one of those things where I, I landed the, the Xeno 2, and I was really happy with it, and the Femi uh, not so much that time. Well, you know, you know, it's been it's very interesting because you know I know a lot of people have have chronicled their experiences with Hubson and with Femi and you know and I, and I gotta put I, I gotta make a comment about that you know it's like trying to get a hold of, hold of, of Hubson customer service it, it's like you'd have better luck getting a hold of someone in mainland China than you know than getting a hold of Hubson actual customer service. Conversely, Femi customer service is so easy. They always respond overnight. There's never been a problem with that. And, 
as I detailed in one of my videos, you know, it's like, you know, I spent some time one evening, you know, going over how to, how to deal with customer service and, you know, my experience with Femi and, you know, and when you give them everything you want and you do it in a polite, kind way, when you're, when you're doing that, it makes a lot of difference. It really does. Uh, Bill, this is no, uh, this is no defense of uh, Hopson at all because they should uh, have better customer service, but uh, more than just being somebody answers a phone or email or or a, a Twitter a Twitter and says something nice back, uh, they should address issues. How many people have uh, hit up Femi customer service about the horizon, uh, unlevel horizon issue going all the way back to 2018? And yes, they may reply to you, but they're not actually doing anything about it. Is is mm-hmm. is kind of the you know uh, uh, the big thing here? I, do you agree, Marcus? Uh, man, I'm telling you, it is probably been one of the single most frustrating things for me with the Phoebe, like you said, Ron, going all the way back to the 2018 version. And uh, and I was flying it yesterday and was still having Tilted Horizon at different times. I just don't get it. There there can be no excuse for that. Uh, you know, you, you you can fly toy drones now that have a flat horizon. Why, why can't Phoebe get that figured out? I agree. I mean, you know, that's a that's a good point, Ron. You know, you know, you can. And here's the thing. And I can say this from looking at the in the in the group, because I know a lot of people have talked about that. And um, there's a gentleman from Australia, I believe, you know, he did the he, he showed the trick using getting a level out and, you know, getting into the fine tuning caliber of the gimbal calibration, you know, and it worked for me. And then I did a firmware update and then it didn't work after the firmware update. Now that was with my first one. I haven't had to do it. And I just noticed when I showed the video before Ron came on um, with, with the Femi X8SE, you know, as Marcus pointed out, had a little bit of one up there. So I'm going to pay attention to that next time I take that off, you know, you know, doing this trick, it actually, it did does help when you recalibrate it, but you know, I'm of the opinion like Ron and Marcus, you know, if there's a solution out there, it should it should already be in place. I mean, you know, having had this drone out for at least a solid two years with thousands of users out there and thousands of feedbacks about it, there definitely should be some kind of a solution. It can't be that hard. Yeah, even if it was a mechanical issue rather than the software one, it should have been corrected in a new version of the 2020. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, you know, what's it take to, you know, maybe beef up the gimbal a little bit, or maybe it's it's you know, you know, who know who knows what? Maybe the dampeners on it need need they need to do something different with that. Who knows? Yeah, you know? uh, a good point, Bill. I mean, like uh, for instance, uh, you know, the new Osmo uh, OM4. Sorry, I keep saying that. OM4. I mean, they you know, increase the uh, strength of the, of the, mo- the gimbal motors in there, and it could support larger phones with no problems at all. Mark showed a product here. How comes you know the Phoebe gimbal can't handle a little teeny tiny camera? Yeah. Ron, I was, I was trying to make you jealous, Ron, by showing you my new case. Oh, you got a new case then? Yeah. Is that, is that the OM3 case? Well, no, it's it, it's a uh, about a $12 case off of Amazon, and, and it fits it really very well. It looks like similar to a case I have for one of my bigger gimbals. 
Good. Yeah. Well, maybe you could drop that link down below for all us uh, poor OM4 owners who are caseless right now. But, you know, actually, I just stick it in the bag and I stick it in my general camera bag. So actually, a lot of times I wouldn't use the case because it takes up too much room inside the bigger case I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting in. Sorry, folks, for hijacking the show and turning into the OM4 oh, show. We, we can no. refer to our <laughs> regularly scheduled ups and, and, and FEMI uh, uh, programming now. Hey, uh, real quick, guys. I, I saw Bill put up the screen. The, the uh, Hobson Zeno 2 got a uh, app update today. Has anybody looked at it? Is it side-by-side is side with a firmware update, or is it just the app update? Do I haven't it? looked at it. Have you, Marcus? Okay. The, the, uh, the, which, which the up Zeno 2 up, uh, app update that came out today, is oh, that accompanied yeah. by a firmware update, or is that just the app update? I, I didn't know. I didn't know one came out, Ron. So yeah, that, I, I saw it this morning. I didn't get a chance to get the uh, Zeno 2 out today and, and even see if there's a, a firm rate that go along with it. But it did say it had bug fixes in it, Marcus. Well, so Ron, you, you might have uh, something for me to do tomorrow then. <laughs> you, you, you may have a project tomorrow. Uh, might, might have a project. So, so w before we get off that subject, so one of the issues that I have with the Zeno 2 is you look at anybody's video with the Zeno 2. Look, go online, Google Zeno 2, and look at people's video that they post. And I guarantee you that somewhere in their video, you're going to see micro shakes of that gimbal uh, along the line. Often when the drone is descending, sometimes at high speed flight, I can almost forgive the high speed flight because a lot of drones have issues in sport mode, but, but the Zeno 2, more than most, just like the dang tilted horizon on the Phoebe. Hey, nuts. Marcus, a couple quick questions. I know you got your good rant going here. Yeah. Um, I guess question number one would be, um, does does the Zeno 2 have a kind of a cinematic or a, a slow mode in it where maybe it wouldn't do it in the in the, in the cinema mode or does it? Does yeah, it and I think that's what they call it. What do they call it on the, on the Zeno? They call it film mode, I believe. Film mode. So so, okay. That three-way switch on the controller. I wonder if that would help with the micro, because you never know when you're going to get the micro shakes. You could be flying along great, and then the micro shakes come out of no place. So I, I don't really know if that's the answer. But um, back to, uh, for Bill, I, I think, uh, you know, as close as the, you know, the horizon issue for the FEMI is, now, this is more related to the 2020 and not the 2018. Somehow, they've messed up the, the, the color uh, gambit in the, in the Phoebe. And Marcus showed it all very well in a video where he changed the white balance to things that you shouldn't use. Like, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't use. What, what did you use outdoors or whatever? He used the indoor setting outdoors to get it to not be so kind of yellowy brown looking or whatever and put a little more blue in. What mode was that? That, that was fluorescent mode. But I got a bigger question, Ron. Who the heck flies their Femi inside where they need a fluorescent mode? Yeah, but why, why do they have to add two modes, fluorescent incandescent? Their modes you would see on a, like a regular camera for indoor lighting. Why would you even put them on a, a drone? On a drone, uh, yeah. Maybe if it was like a maybe a little teeny tiny drone, you would fly inside. But who do you know is flying the Femi inside for any other reason outside making a YouTube video where they get a bunch of looks? You know, it's big, it's noisy. It doesn't have a, what do you call it, bumpers with it or whatever. I mean, you, you you could do a little damage if uh, if for any reason the downward sensors went a little haywire in the house. Well, even with that downward sensor, Ron, it's like uh, you know from from 
have, having experienced flying uh, the big big drones in the house before, okay, like I, I had the original Mavic Pro in the house, and um, because Not a good of the, idea that dark floor, okay, even with the sensors, it doesn't recognize it, and it just goes all over the place. I have I still have a divot in the wall, uh, and and I'm I'm here. I'm alive. You don't tell anybody, Bill. Tell you that, okay? Valerie knows it, and I'm oh. still alive. So you know. Yeah. My, my wife really loves me as far as that's concerned. Now, now uh, it made a lot more sense when you had the mini inside and you had the uh, yeah, what, do you the, call the, what do we call the bumpers for it. What's that called? Um, the cage prop guards, prop guards, yeah, prop cage. It wasn't a big prop when you had that big prop cage on it, you know, and, and it's a small drone, anyways. And you know, it's the sensor seemed to hold a pretty study for you. That makes a lot more sense. Now, if the mini maybe had incandescent or something like that, on which it doesn't, because the mini only has you'd set the Kelvin manually. But the, but anyhow, uh, we're making jokes here. But but the the, the Phoebe two twenty twenty this, this firmware update and or Marcus's drone. Maybe somebody else has a Phoebe where their colors are perfect. But Marcus's something screwed up with the colors on that, and it's something that can easily be fixed by a firmware update. But they. You know, it, it, you know, they need to do that just as much as they need to fix the horizon. Now, see, I've been pretty pleased with the colors on mine. I really haven't had any issues with it. You know, my only thing is in the clip that we showed right before you got on was when, you know, we're, you're looking at when I'm flying west and, and it's like near sunset time. OK, you know, you can obviously tell, you know. It's not a Mavic 2 Pro. It doesn't right. have that capability, you know, that we we absolutely, you know, our jaws are... It doesn't have the dynamic range you're looking for. Exactly. It doesn't have dynamic range. Thank you, Ron. And But, you know, conversely, you know, I'm, I flipped around the drone, you know, do a 180 and I'm flying back. And you can tell there's such a difference because, you know, there's still plenty of light when, as I'm facing east. And as I'm, fa you know, as that light is there, you know, those colors are what they should be. You know, things look crisp and sharp and clear. You know, I, I have no problem with the colors. And, and, on, and on the unit that was replaced, the previous unit that I had, still I didn't have any problems with the colors like Marcus experienced on his. And, you know, and, and I, and I want to say this, you know, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Xeno 2 here, but, um, you know, I get a lot of questions. You know, people panic when they get, oh, I get, you know, I've gotten one that was made in May. I have a May production date. Um, you know, well, you know, I have one now. Mine has an August production date because, you know, it was, it was, you know, obviously just built, you know, one of the things that I, that I caution people in the forums and I want to let everybody know tonight is, okay, it can still have that May date and still be a good drone. Okay. What they basically do. All right. And this it's, it's this way with, you know, let's, let's equate it to auto manufacturing. Okay. You know, let's say, you know, you have a, a 2020 Toyota Corolla, you know, and it's it's the LE model and, you know, and it was built between this date and this date, you know, and say, you know, it's eligible for a recall. Well, what they do is they also look at the serial numbers. OK, and it could be a batch of serial numbers from May of 2020 that are known to have had this issue. And and, you know, good companies will compile those kind of lists. So and, and I think, to be honest, I think that's exactly why I, you know, and and, and, I've, and I've, there's other dozens of other people and some who are on the show will testify to this. Is it's almost immediately Femi Femi says, you know, we're going to replace the drone for you. So I think it fell. It probably hit a serial range and said, okay, you know, that was one we've known that they all have issues. 
we're just going to go ahead out and replace that. Bill, it's, it, you want to relate to the auto industry. So what you're saying, we should do a recall on a certain uh, ones made in May. Yeah, really. I mean, are you it, into the dealer and get them serviced? Well, you know, and, and see, you know, and I get a lot of this too. And, and I understand a lot of people's frustrations, you know, you know, you have to kind of go through hoops for them. You know, you have to give them the logs and then, you know, they ask you to fill out a form and then, you know, you have to fill out that God awful customs form for the post office. Oh, I still have a headache from that. I'm still taking Advil to take care of that headache. Uh, I, yeah. I, I hate some forms. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, with the Xeno two, it's great to see Marcus having some success with it. Um, you know, that's one of the things I was real happy to see that because I know he's been terribly, frustrated with it and i know if you were to ask him between the xeno 2 and the xeno 1 which one i think it's a no-brainer for him i think he'd take the xeno 1 all day long um oh, am i right marcus oh yeah but he made the video where he had to change the cable the ribbon cable in the xeno 2 and go through all that i mean i understood his frustration i understand he he wanted to sell his, his drone that day and i wouldn't have blamed him but then you know then all of a sudden it, it came out of no place and redeem himself in the next video. But, he, he Bill, here's a question I, I want to ask you, because, sir, you want to bring it back to the Xeno 2 here. You know how, like, in the days when we had the uh, – well, I'll go all the way back to the, the Phantom. The Phantom 4 Pro had the 4K60. Everybody loved that drone because it had 4K60. Then everybody hated the Mavic 1 because it did not have it. And then the Altel Evo came along. It had 4K60. Every 4K60 drone was held up on a pedestal. You know what I mean? It was seen as the be-all, end-all. But here's the Xeno, the Xeno 2 comes out, the only budget drone in the world with 4K60. It doesn't get any cred for being the only drone anywhere in its price class to have 4K60. Why is that? Why is, the, is it, again, it was such a status to be 4K60, and it did roll down to the, the hops of two. It's like nobody even cares that it does 4K60. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that Ron, you brought up an, an incredible question because, you know, it, it's it's like, okay, DJI had it, Autel had it, you know, and now Hubson had it. And it's just like, it was like crickets, except for people who knew about the Hubson who were Xeno fans, you know, it got very little press. You know, it's like, it, you know, it, it's like some stories will get volumes of press. Some will get almost none. Okay. And this is one that got almost none and it should have gotten some. Okay. And, and here's the other thing too. And I don't think he's on tonight. G boy, one eighty five. He lives down in Miami. Great guy has the fan on four pro. You know, he's a big, he's real big on that. You know, he, you know, he and I had a pretty good chat. And one of the things is, you know, how often, and I think, you know, how often do you use 4K60 in real world applications? Okay. You know, he said, you know, that's one of the things that people need. You know, people are like all about, oh yeah, it has 4K60 and then slow it down. You know, how often do you use it? Think about the situations and think about the kind of video that you're going to shoot with 4K60. You know, and when, when would you use it, Bill? Well, see, for me, let's say here's a prime example. You know, I'll go to one of the busy intersections by where I live. All right. Because if you're if you're not shooting something, you have to be shooting something that's moving. OK. Otherwise, 
4K 60, it, you're, it, you might as well be on 1080p, okay? If you're just going out for a flight over the lake and seeing some things, okay, you're not getting stuff, okay? Now, last time I did 4K 60, I went down to the one intersection where I knew there were going to be a lot of cars coming through there, you know, and you can see where, where there's a lot of movement, 4K 60 is applicable. If there's not a lot of movement, it's not applicable. So like a lot of people in the chat are saying, and, and then Lauren makes a really good point here. Uh, it's for slow-mo really. I mean, that's when you really are going to use it. Like you said, you have a lot of movement and you want to slow it down. And then Lauren uh, is, is saying that, Hey, for waterfalls. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah. You can slow that down spot and spot on for something pretty like good. That. That's it. I mean, you know, you, for everyday normal use, no, it's it's you know your your 1080p is going to be fine. If you want to do 4K 30, that's fine. But 4K 60, you want to do it for something to slow it down. You want to you know if you know, you know like like a busy intersection. If you want to slow things down in a busy intersection, or you know let's say you're filming some boats out on the bay and you want to slow things down with that, or a lot of birds are going by. You know, you want to slow things down. That's perfect for that kind of stuff. You got all the extra frames, so it doesn't miss yeah. a, miss a beat or whatever. And so that's that's a good answer, Bill. So I guess the final I get, but the guess the final answer is budget drone buyers aren't interested in slowing anything down. So they don't care about four K sixty. Yeah, you wouldn't think. Uh, although, like you said, it seems to be a magic number. Now, I always shoot in in thirty frames per second, no matter what resolution it is. Now, there's other people that, well, I know, Ron, I know, knows this, that, that Hollywood uses 24 frames per second, and a lot of videographers, for that very reason, they shoot everything in 24 frames per second. Yeah, I, I, I shoot 24 if the drone offers. The Mavic 2 Pro offers 24. Now, the Mini only offers 30, right? 30 and... It yeah. doesn't have twenty. Well, no, it did. It did not have twenty-four, but I think it does now. Yeah, yeah it does. If the drone offers twenty-four, I usually put it there. But you know why a lot of people do the thirty? Because if they're if they're putting the ND filter on and doing that, you know, um, double and trying to double the frame rate by putting the shutter. Oh, that makes sense. That's the double, whatever. And you sure. can still in your editor, you can still take that thirty frame per second. You can still uh, render it out at twenty-four in post, and that actually does help you slow it down because. What Bill was saying about slowing down, Marcus and Bill were not only do people talk about slowing down the 60k, but they think it's they think if they take 60k video, this is some people think this, a lot of people think this, I should say, and, and then you know, then they render it down to 24 to editor, they think that smooths the video out and makes everything in a video seem a little smoother. And I'm not saying they're wrong or I'm not saying they're right, I'm just saying that's what a lot of people think they're doing, they're smoothing everything down by shooting at 4K 60 and rendering it down to 24 frames per second for the final output. Oh, that's something I would never have thought of, Ron. That's yeah, and, you got that I, I, I'm, I, you know, I don't do that, but I, 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 but I'm not taking either side of the argument there, or whatever. They, they, you know, some people swear by it, some people don't. Uh, it, it's almost like a, you know, a political question, or something like that, you so, know. So, Ron, so I know that in Europe, 25 frames per second. Right, and that's why you see a lot of 25 on the drones. Yep. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm just wondering why why that is. You know, I mean, is it just tradition, probably, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're they're back in the old days. They're t- when you know, thirty frames per second is a TV frame rate, uh, and 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 twenty four is a movie. So I guess in Europe in the old days, you know, their their movies were twenty five, and 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 I, I and you know and the thirty. I think they're even a little different from thirty, but it it, it it's just you know nobody got together and standardized anything back in in the old days and, and they just picked different uh, frame rates. Yeah. So. Got, got two more let's things. Start, start to turn this into the frame rate show, Bill. Well, Warren get, makes uh, another get, good get us back. Get, get, get this train back on the tracks, Bill. Okay. Um, got a couple more things that I want to hit before, before we sign off tonight. Now GoPro hero nine, but, and, and I want to share my screen real quick. Um, there is a new price. There, there is actually a price on it. And, um, you know, that's it's 439. Okay. This article came out on drone DJ. You guys are welcome to look at it and you guys know what the specs are. And I wanted to hit up the panel. What do you think of the price for this camera and the features that it offers? So I want to make a quick point about that bill. So that 439, they extrapolated it out from the European price in euros so that may not necessarily mean that we'll pay that price. Okay. You know, they, they, they took the, they did the exchange rate and guess that could be, we, we, we don't know, but I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but I, I'd say that's probably for, for what you're getting there. That's, that's probably uh, a fair price. Uh, well, you know, it's coming out that- tomorrow, so we'll know, you know, tomorrow one way or another. And, you know, and one of the things that, that before I get Ron's reaction here, you know, you know, you know, why are you guys talking about this? You know, and and, I, and I'm going to bring it back, you know, to like when we talked about Apple products at this segment, you know, a lot of us, you know, I know Ron, I know Marcus, um, myself, you know, I use my Osmo Action when I'm out there for a lot of B-roll um, for my drones, you know, especially, you know, I have it focused on my landing pad, um, you know, and when I'm doing takeoffs and landings out there, um, you know, and it's also, you know, you know, if I'm doing a vlog, it is a perfect camera to do that because of the front front facing viewfinder. Guys, you know, GoPro's caught up to these. I think that's the only thing that I can say, and I think a lot of people agree with me that the go that 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 they caught up with DJI with because their other specs are incredible. So, what do you, what's your take on this, Ron? Um, yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, unless you know, if you already own the Osmo Action. I mean, to, to upgrade to this, I mean, unless you really need, you think you need some feature, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, do you really need 5K? Do you really need 20 megapixel pictures or whatever? If you already have the Osmo Action, you probably just, you probably just stay with this. Now, I mean, they, it may be some home run feature they slip in there tomorrow that we don't know about, but, you know, just going by the specs we know, it's probably not a must upgrade if you're a um, Osmo Action user. Now, if you're a Hero 8 user, and you desperately need that front-facing screen uh, to to be a, a, to do your vlogs and whatever. Then then it may be you know a, a, an upgrade. But uh, I don't know how many people are excited about the 5K, just like we were excited about 8K and so on. But Marcus has some thoughts here. I don't want to ramble. Well, no, Ron, you you made all really good, great points. But what if you just like gadgets? What if you like gadgets and you just want to get the cool camera? Just if you want to have the world's greatest action camera, right? 
for for, for, for until until DJI comes out with their next release, you'll the world's greatest action camera. Yeah, that's it. One that's month, two months, three months. I don't know. You know, let's let's take bets. Hey, in all serious now, serious the, in all seriousness now. <laughs> took me a second there. Yeah. One of the things that I think is cool that you can do now, and you know, before eBay and 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 Facebook Marketplace and Offer Up and things like that, you couldn't. It was well, you could, but it wasn't it e as easy. When you want to upgrade, you know, I, I'm willing to bet that I could sell my Hero Eight for at least 250 bucks, right? Yeah. So then maybe you're another couple hundred bucks to upgrade to that latest and greatest. So. It's not. It's like trading in a car. It's not as big of a jump as it used to be when right, you were. You already back. have the most recent model. It's not that big of a jump. And yeah. and, and, and Bill, what, what's bringing this up? You know, you you mentioned about uh, you know uh, um, DJI versus a GoPro. Th this is what we need. You know, like like you know. Well, I'll just say GoPro, since they were the big guns, GoPro has a competitor that, that that's right there with them. I mean, GoPro and, and DJI can go right at each other in the action camera market. If you could debate which one's better, but they're both good. But DJI needs that same type of competition in the drone. There you go. Whatever. There. They, they, they need a GoPro type thing that can come in there. And every time DJI puts out a great drone, the competitor can come in and top them. And we, we don't have that. We've never had that. Will we ever have that, Bill? Yeah, see, Ron, you just you just hit the, the that was the comment of the evening. Okay. There's there's nothing that's gonna surpass that right now because you just absolutely nailed it. Because there really is nothing out there. There really is no competition. I mean, okay, you know, I'll just, you know, for argument's sake, I'll I'll, I'll say this. You know, Skydio is a niche drone, okay? It, it is it's in its own particular niche, okay? It's great for what it does, okay. Is it is it where are they where they can compete with DJI? Not even close right now. Okay, and they may not even want to. They'll just take their big military money and uh, make uh, you know uh, military type stuff. Yeah. Okay. The the other thing I'm gonna tell. Okay. Now you know th there's been a lot of good press about their latest release with the Evo Two. It does a lot of great things. You know, and I'm not going to debate about the 6K, 8K kind of stuff and, you know, the new thermal one. Um, and I did see add on that some people have had some cracks on in the plastic in theirs and they're getting them addressed by Autel. But all that was standing. OK, you know, it's a great platform. You know, is it a competitor with DJI? There, It's like apples and oranges. There's really nothing to compare it to with DJI. OK, you know, are they maybe a, a, head, a step ahead of DJI at this point? possibly but you know like like you said you know it, it's it's like i'll equate it back to this for those of you in the chat you probably know what i'm talking about bell telephone back in the 1960s okay oh it was called way back machine this is the way back machine with mr peabody and sherman here okay <laughs> you know it was it was it was the monopoly of monopolies and it wasn't called at&t guys okay it was called bell telephone all right and then the federal government came in as they always do. Now it really was, it was a monopoly. Okay. You know, you, you bought, you know, your telephone was from them. Um, you know, it was, everything was to them. Okay. They controlled everything and they, they made a fortune. Well, the government came in and said, you're a monopoly. We need to break you up. So that's why you had, 
you know, you had Southern Bell and then Western Bell and, you know, it, it broke it all up and it got deregulated, which was a good thing and it was better for us. Okay. Well, here's the thing. DJI is like that. There's no competition, really. I mean, to be honest with you, okay? You know, there, there's some great other drones out there like I just talked about, but there's really no competition out there. And, and Ron's right. Until they get... You know, and, and competition is probably one of the best things in the world for them because when they get this competition, it'll only force DJI to get better because here's an instance where, okay, you know, GoPro saw what DJI did with the Osmo Action and said, you know what? We better put a front-facing camera on there on, on our on our next next series, or we're going to be behind the curve. So they go ahead and do that, and then they have they beef it up a little bit more, and they give it some things to make it its own flavor and make it unique, and it will sell well. Okay, currently the Osmo Action is two hundred and thirty-nine dollars, guys. Okay, that's that's a steal for for what that camera does. That's a complete steal. All right, if I had a GoPro Hero Eight, would I upgrade to a nine? Only if I didn't have an Osmo action, okay. If 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 I want that front-facing viewfinder, I might do. That. I might do what Marcus said. Sell mine, you know, maybe get two hundred fifty bucks for it, and go ahead and spend the extra two hundred bucks and upgrade it. So you know, yeah, we're we're just looking at maybe pictures. I'm even real, but I keep remarking that they looks like the front-facing uh, viewfinder on the Hero Nine is bigger than what's on the Osmo action. It looks like it's a bigger. It does. It does look bigger, and it does look a little bit clearer. And I will say this, and I don't know if Marcus has noticed this or not. You know, it, it's not as sharp as is as I think it could be. I think they need to do a firmware update because you know, in looking at that front viewfinder, it's good for when you're vlogging, but if if you really are wanting to get some detail out of it, it doesn't have a lot of details okay? the other thing really that I'll add, bill is there's a little bit of lag in it and i know initially there was a lot of lag and they oh, yeah. corrected it but there's still a little bit of lag but the more what you use it for the most it's really awesome at and that's framing your shot yeah yeah i mean that's that's exactly it you know it well, helps well, that well, what's, what's our friend over dji mr wang what, what's mr wang's full name frank Frank Wang, I bet you tomorrow afternoon he'll have a Hero 9 sitting on his desk in his office in in, in, in China, and he's going to be open up. And if it, if you know, he's going to be calling his engineers up, hey, you guys got, we, we need this, this, and this. He's going to have a bullet list for him. This is things you need to do in the next Oslo action. So you know, you know, that's exactly what they do. He's going to know, okay, this is where we need to catch up. You know, and, and I'm hoping maybe one of these days. And I know you guys touched on this last night, and I kind of want to close with it. I know, Marcus, go ahead and say something. And well, I'll I just wanted to make the point that one of the best things that I ever did with the with the Hero Eight was add this media mod because it has really good sound as it is microphone. Uh, but but this media mod really took it to another level. And the other thing is you you've got USB C and microphone connections on the back here. So essentially, you never even have to open up the camera. You never have to take it out of the cage or, or, or anything. And it just it's just a good addition, and it works well. That was um, just a point that I wanted to make. Thanks for showing that, Mark. FlyZone Drone had a question for you, Marcus. What kind of video editing software uh, do you use? Yep, I'm, I'm answering him right okay. now. Magic's Movie Edit Pro. Okay. Um, no wonder he. No wonder Marcus's video is so good. He's got the magic in there. He's got the magic. He got the magic touch. Ooh, so I, I think what this Magic's Movie Edit Pro, if you follow its lineage, 
it 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 evolved from the Sony Vegas uh, oh. editing software that that I always heard a lot of people talking about uh, a while back, and I don't know how this and, and Magix is a German company how they got that from Sony or whatever, but uh, uh, but anyway, that's kind of the lineage of that particular editing software. Well, the last thing that I want to finish up with is this, and I know you guys talked about this last night. You know what I think would really give DJI that competition that would really up the game if GoPro bought the, brought the Karma back? And I know you guys talked about this last night, and, and, and I can't help but think with what Ron just said. I think it would it would really it would kind of be of a, ga a game changer for them because I know, unfortunately, I know they cut all their staff, got rid of all their people. They had the incredible, unfortunate issues with the battery you know, falling out of it and flight and all that stuff. But if they could do that on that platform, think about it, okay? Think about the whole concept of it. And each year you can upgrade the camera on the platform, okay? Well, who else has a drone like that? Well, I would, I would give them one tip, though, Bill, if they ever do that. Don't call that new drone the Karma. Come oh, yeah. New name. <laughs> that would be bad Karma, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill, maybe it's not too bad that they let go of all the staff and built the old karma. That's maybe true. Start with a fresh with a new team. That's true. Maybe you know they could they could hire some hire some of the good ones out there to do that. Ron, we're going to have you on. We're going to take a rain check on. Um, I know we wanted to, we want to kind of pick your brain about tips for um, you know because you are the and, and and Marcus and I are in wholehearted agreement with this. You are the Jedi Master of sunsets and and sunrises, and we kind of want to get you back sometime to pick your brain about that to see about getting some tips out there that we can pass on to the drone community in, in doing that. I mean, you know, Ron has that magic touch. I don't know if he uses that same software, but he has the magic touch when it comes to that. There's absolutely Marcus and I say you have we have no question about that. And some of it's I live in is real picturesque place here it's like you you almost can't get a bad shot where i live down oh here. i know you know it's like that, that that does play a large part if i lived in you know i don't know the the middle and the middle of timbuktu uh, you wouldn't be saying that <laughs> well you know it's it's like you know it's like for me okay i love ross from 51 drones but he lives he lives in north dakota so it's like it's like where do you get great shots from you know, it, it's kind of, and, and he does, he manages to get out and get some great yeah. things. So you got to travel for you. It's like you literally walk outside your front door and you're getting something. I literally can walk outside my back door and get that kind of stuff. So, right. Um, right. but no, I want to thank everybody for an absolutely great show. I hope you guys had a great, uh, I hope those of you, and again, congratulations to Michael Wright, um, you know, for winning that Mavic 2 Pro. He's, you know, that, that's just such a, it's a thrill to me personally because you know we all know you, Michael. Very deserving. We're just we're just so happy for you, and we're also happy for our very own Marcus Crawford winning a Yeti tumbler, you know, in spin up. So you know we have have, have some have, have some of that good. We have some of the good karma in, in around here. So. Maybe Michael Roy will trade with Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal, Michael. It's a deal. <laughs> Mar Marcus may throw in an old GoPro uh, along with it. <laughs> or, or you know what? I, I have something that would cinch the deal, the golden egg. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. That would, that would cinch the deal. So, uh, Marcus, closing thoughts. 
Uh, nothing. Uh, you know, uh, we're still dealing with a lot of stuff in the country now. We touched on hurricanes, fires in the in the western United States here, all this COVID-19 thing. People have a lot of issues. People are stressed out. What I'm going to tell you to do is be kind to your neighbor. You know, somebody flames you on the Internet or something, just let it go. Ignore it. Let's all focus on being nice to each other and taking care of each other, and and, uh, and we'll get through all this stuff. Thanks for those thoughts, Marcus. And uh, I'm going to do shameless promotion here. Marcus made the great, uh, you know, uh, spoke spoke for spoke for me here. Uh, don't forget, right after this show, we got the uh, Philly and Ron show coming up over at uh, Philly Drone Life's channel on YouTube. And then tomorrow night, don't forget about Bill Thomas and and the gang over at Coast to Coast Drones drone therapy show at 8 30 uh, p.m i think bill's back from the lake now so she's back in the uh, usual studio and uh don't forget to tune in for uh marcus and that fun bunch over in uh, europe the international drone seekers sunday uh 3 p.m eastern standard time I won't, I won't pump my own show. I'll let somebody else do that. Well, we'll pump. We'll pump. Drum Nation is on Monday nights at nine o'clock with the, these two fine gentlemen. So make sure you you check it. Um, this week's episode was great. Had um, Johnny Drone Flyer on it. Johnny Alfonso. John's he's, Johnny's a great um, uh, member of the drone community. And look at Ron. He had Ron and Marcus got their mugs. Okay, the second edition of Build a Drone Reviewer mugs. And I know. Um, many of you have gotten those of you who have won your prizes. I, I know, I know Ray Kelly got, has gotten his, um, and he's worn it in the video, which is fantastic. I think that's awesome. Um, these guys have theirs. Um, I'm getting mugs out. There's some other ones. I know, um, you know, Rick Smith, um, Kelly Shores, Ken Dono, um, you know, Tom Ivins, you know, I know I owe you guys mugs. I got them all ready to go. I got finally got boxes to ship them in. We're going to get them out this week, so you guys will get them. More um, prizes and spin up. More prizes and spin up. <laughs> and for those, get them having two pro if you're lucky. Um, a couple of points here. Spin up was great this year, guys. Kelly, you did an outstanding job, and you did. I loved your MCing. Okay, and I got to say this: that highlight of the MCing for me was Ken with the puppet. Okay, Ken Donna with that puppet. That was just. That was golden. Okay. That, that was just absolutely golden. The interaction, the banter between everybody was fantastic. So that was really well done. It I, I can't say enough about that. Well, can um, we get a puppet for this show someday? <laughs> we might. We just might. We, we could do something like that. Um, the other thing I want to say is this, and I want to piggyback on what Marcus said. This country and this world is going through a lot of crap right now. And I mean, it's just, it's coming at us left and right. You know, we had, you know, we're getting hit with all these storms right now, fires out on the West Coast. You know, COVID-19 is going on right now. And unfortunately, flu season is coming up. That's not going to go away. We also have a very turbulent election coming up here in the United States. And, you know, it won't kill you to be kind okay and i learned a lesson the other day on that um on facebook and you know um i apologize to everybody out there on that you know i i put something that i didn't really i cut and paste it and i shouldn't have and that was insensitive of me and i apologize for that and i apologize to any of you if any of you had taken offense to that you know um i that was not my intent um you know 
let's all try to live peaceably with one another. I mean, that that's what we're here for. And we're here to talk about the greatest hobby that we all know of is flying drones. So with all that being said, guys, keep it real. And it's a great day to fly.